0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to, back to the North East Jets podcast, episode 113, I believe.
1: Wow, flying through So a lot, probably, well, maybe...
0: Maybe, like, 130-something with all the kids ones we did. Uh, so,
1: we're going, well, firstly, Professor Mike's on the podcast. Back again. It's been a while since actually it's actually been me and I know, you. man, I'm sorry I've been really busy. It's been, uh, as you might have expected, coming off the Atlantic. Like, my life has been in a bit of a whirlwind. Continues to be in the middle of a whirlwind. Um, <laughs> so, I'm all world. over the place, everywhere. <laughs> um, so, yeah, So apologies I've not been on, but I'm back today.
0: Excellent. We're going over the Q2 feedback form. We uh, just got back, uh, well, finished earlier last week. And um, lots of good feedback to, to go over today. And um, Wei, despite being OA, has collated a lot of data for us. to done a great over. job. He's done a really good job for us. he has got a very pretty PowerPoint. You guys can't see, but we can see, and we're going to go over. So it looks like we're on our phones that we, we're, we're, um, we're going through that data. There's no real structure right now for it. It's just we're going to find the points, talk about them and get you guys all the information. So, Professor, we're going to start with uh, going over Waze PowerPoint. MPS score, which we talked about for the last few of these, it's like the overall satisfaction with GBRL, the brand, kind of things like that. Um, We got a overall kind of improvement, I believe, by two points. But uh, down six on Q one. So in general, we've gone, we've skewed up, but it's been like
1: yeah, and I think that's out. that's normal, mate. That's yeah. how business works. The reason we look at the net promoter score is we want to know how happy you guys feel about being part of our uh, academy, right? Like, and let's just go back one step. If you listen to this for the first time, or you're just kind of catching up about this feedback form, the reason we do this is because we are committed as always, to make this place as best as we possibly can for you. Now, we're not going to please everyone. We accept that, you know, 430 odd members. um, We accept that there are going to be things which you perhaps would prefer to be done differently, whether that's on an individual level, personality-wise, schedule, classes, the facility, whatever it is. But we are absolutely trying to do our best, and that's why we do this. So the Net Promoter Score is the kind of top line, are people more satisfied and are happier or are they less satisfied? Now, what this tells us is you're more satisfied than you were in in the quarter one, and uh, the last time we did this, but slightly less satisfied than you were at the back end of last year. Um, I'm going to say that's because I wasn't here. No, I'm joking. So, I don't know why that is, but you know, we're going to look towards the, the second half of the year, maybe later in, um, in in Q3, Q4 for us, and just hopefully pull that back up to around 86. Now, the numbers we're getting are fantastic numbers. Like industry standard-wise, they're phenomenal numbers. I think I'd said before that this is above the NPS score that someone like even like an Amazon would expect. I've never said we're more profitable than Amazon that someone said I did say, but for an Net Promoter score, I think we're, we're pretty much right up there. So um, I'm pretty pleased about it.
0: Very good. Uh, so some of the things that people mentioned around the question, and we can go more into this in a bit later, but lots of mentions of people talking about the community, the development aspect of it, our professionalism, our welcoming we are, friendly, that kind of thing. Uh, and then she just highlighted some, some particular comments that we can go back into later.
1: Yeah, and let's just pause there, T. So they're really positive comments, which are brilliant, like, right? We, we love that. However, this... Let's be clear on what this is, right? This is about us understanding where we're at from a business. It's also an opportunity for you guys to tell us where you'd like us to improve. So what we expect is a small number of really strong supporters to tell us how much they love it. A large slice of the community in the middle, which are happy, but they don't feel the need to tell us. And then a slice at the bottom, which just want to tell us, well, there's a slice that want to be really constructive. And then there's actually a really small slice who want to slag us off. That's kind of consistent all the time, right? Yeah. What we want to focus on today, as always in this, is what we could do to improve. So we're just going to touch on like that, what T said, some really positive stuff. Fantastic, we're going to continue to do that stuff, but really we're going to try and tackle the things that we're able to tackle in order to make this a little bit better, is that right?
0: That's absolutely right. Uh, So moving on to the kind of staff section, how comfortable are members approaching staff? Generally, again, skewing upwards on that on the um, on uh, the Q one and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, so there was a mention of it was hard to contact the right people uh, in the uh, team to do whatever they want.
1: want yeah, to and, and that's a good point, isn't it? As our team grows and as the community grows, we need to do a better job at signposting people to the right information. So just to give you a sense of what we are doing, I don't know if you've seen our website recently, but T's done a great job in putting all the staff profiles on our website. So if you were to go onto the website and click a button on a face that you've seen in the Academy, it will tell you what their job is. That's a good first point of call. We are gonna put something in the Academy to support that and we'll have contact, email addresses and phone numbers where where applicable, on there as well and also we've created or T's going to create or is creating a member guidebook for new members which will give you all the information that you need prior to becoming a member on who you need to contact what to expect blah 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 so absolutely it's a great point we're on it and we've been working on it things like that take time to get to do well right so we have been working on that probably for the last kind of four or five months right
0: yeah absolutely it's been I'm really really excited about the members guidebook in particular because I think it's going to be a really great way to introduce new members to the academy where it's very overwhelming there's like a hundred things to learn um and right now just like every other academy in the land people do it via just osmosis just being on the mats and you kind of pick up a little detail here and there but uh it'll be nice to have it just all laid out nice and good looking and and people can look back on it and it's probably good for uh, even existing members to have a look at that just to kind of refresh their memory on the basics of
1: of what it means to be a member here and yeah. So professionalisation, isn't it, of what we offer. You'd probably expect that if you joined David Lloyd. You probably won't get it anywhere else in Jiu-Jitsu. But we want to create something, and T's led on this. I think it's a fantastic um, initiative. So just to, on that point specifically, it's a good point. So if you made that about not knowing where to contact, we've heard it, we're on it, it'll be much better in the future. So thank you for raising that.
0: How satisfied are you with the new timetable, in general, everyone was, everyone, even the people who put negative feedback in general were very satisfied with the new timetable. Uh, some some overall kind of comments. Someone mentioned that they're loving, love that there's more early morning and more 7pm GB1 classes. Also really like that there's a big variety in the coaches spread across the classes. Uh, someone else mentioned, excellent to see training every afternoon and evening. Love the extra nogi.
1: Someone had asked specifically for a two classes of nogi a week, hadn't they? Yeah. So we've now we've raised that to three classes per week one evening, one lunch, and one weekend.
0: Yeah, I think someone actually mentioned that they had asked for a lunchtime nogi class in their last feedback form, yep. and they were happy that they've seen that action and now we've got one in. And...
1: and can I just point out on the scheduling, guys? Like, this is really important to note. This is added value, isn't it, to any member? What we've not done, if you, if you just think about, and we'll talk about kind of business um, versus service in a little bit. If you think about pretty much every other, well, if I just think about every other business transaction that I have in my life at the moment, whether that's food, gas bills, heating bills, memberships, online stuff, pretty much all of them, bar none, the price have gone up. We've not put our prices up for two years. We've not put our prices up for two years because we want to make sure that, it remains really, really good value. And we know that, you know, a lot of our members, we're not the cheapest in the country. We're not the cheapest in Leeds. So, you know. We're certainly not the
0: the most expensive in the country as well. We're not the most
1: expensive by a (laughs) long shot. Feel
0: free to go down to any London Academy, which isn't nearly as nice as this, and uh, pay twice the price. Exactly.
1: So, But we think we're priced well. But when when you think about scheduling, it's not as simple, and I'm sure you appreciate this, but it's not as simple as just putting more classes on. We have to pay more coaches. You know, we have to open, put turn the lights on even more. So we're losing money, you know, our margin comes down, but we hope that the value goes up. So I hope when you see a schedule change with an increased number of classes, that I hope it lands on people as added value to the membership, not just, oh, there's more classes. It's deeper than that. And it's a an investment in you by us to give you the best value possible.
0: Absolutely. Some, some of the other uh, timetable feedback we got, uh, would some people would like to see more senior coaches in the AM classes? Yeah,
1: that's a really good point. So it's a really really good point, and it's something that I've been wrestling with for the last three months. I'll be honest with you. I, and this is this is this is not to excuse it in any way. But of course, since I got back um, off the ocean, there's been a transitionary period for me to come back into this business. There's been a transitionary period for me to get back to full health. Right, so. But I'm mindful that there are some of our members who predominantly, if not only, come to morning classes because of their uh, other commitments in life. And it shouldn't be the case then that they never bump into me or bump into T or anyone, particularly when it comes to promotions. Uh, And also for our coaches who run the morning classes, who do a phenomenal job, by the way, um, in the GB1 classes, for us to help develop them even further. So... We do see them during the week, but I'd like to be in the class with them. So we're absolutely going to do that. So I'm in this Thursday. We've already had a conversation offline about this. We're going to make sure that either T or I, at least once, if not twice a month, at every one of those morning classes to support everybody. So you're absolutely right. It's a great point to raise. And um, you'll be seeing myself or T on a Tuesday morning, on a Thursday morning. About half it's slightly different because there's not so much technique, um, but we'll be there to support Kev. You'll be seeing us. So thanks for raising it.
0: On that, like how good the blue belt coaches are doing. Um, there wasn't so much specific coach feedback uh, this time around, but um, pretty much no, and I think by one mentioned mentioned anything about uh, having blue belts as coaches because uh, they're doing a great job. A phenomenal and, coaches, and I'm really excited for those guys. You know, especially like I think the points we made in the last feedback podcast about. How coaching's a very different thing than just uh, just um, doing jiu-jitsu. Yeah. I think that's probably landed well with everyone and, and they've kind of understood now what it actually means. Uh so
1: and, I'm yeah, happy for and, those and, guys. And yeah, for sure. I think Professor Odissa actually, who's part of our coaching team now, he's in on a Tuesday morning sometimes. So you have got black belt level coaching on the mat. Yeah. But you need you need us to be there as well, I get it. Um yeah, and I think it's a long-term view, isn't it, for us on developing our own coaches. We took that decision we're still a brand new academy, like two years old. So to be thinking that we've got, you know, a number of, well up to 20, if you include assistant coaches, people in our community who help out with coaching every single week, that's phenomenal for the depth of understanding. And that will pass on to everybody in the academy. So yeah, I'm glad that people are recognising now that people like Coach Fruit, Coach Kev, Frosty, all those guys, Sam Hewitt, doing a phenomenal job. Yeah. And we're really proud of them.
0: I was reflecting on a bit of a tangent. I was reflecting on it this week, how much, because it was week one of the curriculum, how much uh, just getting the reps in of teaching classes has an impact. Like I'd pretty much use the same jokes every, every time I do the class, but my understanding of like teaching goes so much, more every time I do the same class over yeah. and over again. Yeah. And its I don't think it's necessarily that I've got better in my kind of jiu-jitsu ability to teach the, you know, the GB1 self-defence stuff. It's like my understanding as, as a coach has got deepened by yeah. doing more coaching. So I think those guys are just getting equally as, as good. People. Yeah,
1: and it's worthwhile stating for anyone who hasn't, who didn't hear the last one that all of our coaches are first aid trained, all of our we recently went to a full day workshop with St. John's Ambulance. You will know, have seen our new first aid box and the signage round here. So you're well protected. All of our coaches do the ICP. So they're certified by Gracie Baja. We run a coach's run through every Monday after our Monday meeting for any coach who wants to come and run through their techniques. So these guys are well prepared. They're super engaged. They really want to help you guys. Give them your full support. And, um, and if you want to be a coach in the future, maybe you've got aspirations to do that. Come speak to us, man, because we're, we're up for developing everybody.
0: One on the timetable from, more for the parents and kids. Uh, that they would like to see one-hour um, kids' classes. GB, they just didn't mention which group. They just put GBK. Uh, they... Which is what... And they've mentioned which is what kids at Scramble and Gracie Bar, Wakefield and elsewhere do. Uh, they said it seems expensive for 45 minutes when there's time taken up by promotions and warm-up.
1: Okay, well, we, our junior and teens classes are an hour long yeah. on, a, on a Thursday and a Tuesday, not so on a Saturday because it's a very busy timetable. I fundamentally disagree with, with that. You know, our experience and Gracie Baha, Gracie this isn't our timetable, this isn't our curriculum. This is the curriculum of over a 1,000 schools <coughs> worldwide. You know, it's been researched, it's been proven, and I, I agree with it, and I've seen it in my own eyes. Kids up to the age of around about 10 or 11 just don't have, not all kids, your child might be super able to concentrate for that amount of time. Most children at the end of a school day or on a Saturday morning when they've had a full school week are knackered. And they they come in here and have the best time of their lives. But by 45 minutes, they are exhausted. You've lost them. Yeah. And to think that we're going to squeeze another 15 minutes in they just you wouldn't get the value. You might feel like you're getting the value for your child in terms of time versus cost but the benefit isn't there. I think making sure that they're really productive, engaged, engaging 45 minute classes is absolutely spot on and yeah, that's all I've got to say on it. If other academies are running hour long classes for three and four and five year olds, I think they've got that wrong. But yeah, I think that's comparing us wrong. to
0: the other academies is silly. Like, they, they, um, you know, a lot of those classes are just generic kids' class where they've got the five-year-old all the way up to your 11-year-olds yeah, uh, yeah. training together on one mat. Uh, you've got just the one coach trying to work it for us. So we've got, like, you know, you're getting much more better ratios, much smaller class sizes. And, yeah, the part of the class is the pre-class message. The kid isn't doing any jiu-jitsu there, but guess what? They're getting, talking to them about values and... And we use that. Professor Odisa was uh, well happy the other day. He keeps telling me the story. Like, he forgets that he tells me and keeps bringing it up. But uh, it's a growth mindset. Uh, last week, we are talking about three minutes at the start of the class. And then some kid was uh, struggling. He's like, I can't do it. And he's like, but well, this is the growth mindset thing. And then uh, the kid was like, <laughs> "It's
1: like, oh, yeah, I'll try it. And the recognition like, program we brought in, again, added value, you know, the badges, rec- recognising those children who are, Really living our values because, look, it's up to you as a parent where you take your child, you know, and that's your 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 choice, where you take your children to develop. Like, if you're bringing them here, our commitment is they're getting more than Jiu-Jitsu. We're going to come on to this as well in a little while because there's been some comments about this, but... Our view is that we're here to develop your child to become the best person that they can be. Jiu-Jitsu is a tool we use to do that, but the things like the words of the week, the recognition, the way we we remember your child's name every time, the uniform policy, the way we expect them and encourage them to engage and, and be fair and to be team players, this is setting them up to be phenomenal human beings. And we've seen like the progression for some of our children is just absolutely remarkable. And we always say, don't we like off camera, just wait until these kids have been doing this for 10 years. Like they're going to be the the best people in society. They're going to be the highest performing people. I honestly believe that. So back to the original point, 45 minute class for anyone up to the age of 10 or 11 is appropriate. In our opinion, it will remain a 45 minute class. If you don't feel like you're getting value from that and you feel like your child's getting, would get better value elsewhere, that's your choice. And you know, good for you. Um, So yeah. I think that's
0: probably about it on that one. Last uh, point on the timetable then was the mention of the women's o- only open mat we do once a month on a Friday. Um. <clears throat> Basically, there, were, there was a gripe that, uh, their words that uh, it's on the Friday, which is, tends to be a fairly busy open mat. Yeah. Um, so we've already thought about this and we've spoken to Soaps, who leads on that, about speaking to the women to see when might be best for them so, so they can be better utilized. Maybe it's on a Wednesday, maybe it's on a Thursday now we're open. Uh, and we only really put that on out of feedback that we received from previous feedback forms. So we're trying to adapt to what you guys want. And if it's the case that it's not needed and the women don't really want want it or utilize it, then no problem, we can take it off. So uh, it's only something we do once a month anyway. Uh, but if it's just that there's another day that's better, then and we're more than happy to move it around. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was, we were specifically asked in, in one of the MOTs to put on a female only open mat because some of our ladies felt, some of our late, um, female members felt it was challenging for them to, to be around guys all the time. And they wanted that ability to be able to just train with females and to maybe build their own confidence. We absolutely should have put it on and I'm proud that we did. Some people didn't like it because it was a class that some of the male members didn't like it because it was a class that they were specifically going to, and I get that. But you can go to three out of the four of them. It's once a month. It's not every week. Yeah. Um, but what we have said to Soaps, just to reiterate T's point, is, and this is, goes for a lot of our initiatives when we're trying to um, action the feedback, because if you don't, you if you ask for it and then you don't use it, we'll take it away, because it won't be fair, would it? If there are ten individuals, let's take away the, the gender here, who want to use that session, but two females are turning up. That's not fair then. So we'll just readdress it. And maybe we we do it like t on different nights of the week, but we've heard you from both sides. We've tried to do it. We ain't gonna please everyone, but at least we're trying guys, right? Yeah. So let's see.
0: It might also be worth mentioning like, study hall is just time that we open up that mat space available to you. It's, uh, there's still other class like, that always runs alongside study hall. So it's not like you'll lose that time. You can still yeah. train in the class. And it's worth mentioning that we do have the GBF programme starting soon, which will run alongside the GB1 classes uh, on uh, a Wednesday and a uh, Friday. Friday, which which means that those study hall classes won't be on. So you'll need to attend the class instead.
1: Yeah. And if, look, the reason we're doing GBF is we, we what one of the things that we're finding is, A lot of females want to try Jiu-Jitsu, but they're scared to do it. And look, you've got to accept that. Everyone has to accept this. That It's it's scary coming in here, man. It's scary going into a gym and training. Never mind coming into a place where someone's going to get their hands on you for the first time. So I would encourage, particularly our male members, to, it's going to be very difficult, to try and imagine or think about their partner and how they might feel. Now, some of our female members are super confident, right? But the majority find that really difficult to, to set off on the jiu-jitsu journey. So GBF is, is an opportunity for eight weeks for 16 females to try jiu-jitsu with the idea that they will fall in love with it, they'll build their confidence and they'll just fit into our community, which is what we kind of want. In order to achieve that, we have to give up a couple of those sessions on the Wednesdays and Fridays, which other members might attend. I would ask you to be supportive of that. I would ask you to think about the bigger picture and the amount of, you know, let's say we, out of those 16 females, five end up joining Jiu-Jitsu, who never would have done it. That's five more people in our community that are feeling more confident. I've got more friends that are healthier. That's got to be a good thing for everyone. And I appreciate that you're the customer and we're the business, but I would ask everybody in our community to try and, See that as giving up those sessions a couple of weeks as a study hall is adding value to everybody else, and you should feel proud of that.
0: Yeah, and if it's it's not like you lose time on the mat, it's like instead of doing a, your own thing, you just do the class. It's like, yeah. Um, all right. So probably a quicker one. Just the social content again. Uh, seems like the majority, like eighty-two percent of the people, uh, do interact and use. The content that we provide them, eight uh, percent or just under eight percent didn't even know it existed. Uh, so now you,
1: <laughs> so yeah. now you do. Now you do. Now you do. And listen again. Yeah. Sorry to jump into you, but this is this is added value again, right? Like this costs us money. Yeah. But we do it because we think it's good for you guys. So I'm really glad eighty odd percent are using it. Hopefully, that'll be more in the future.
0: What do you like most about our content? Members find. Uh content fun and informative, they appreciate the production. Uh, BTS, I'm not sure what that stands for. And multiple mentions of the technique tutorials and positional tutorials. So I imagine they mean the 60-second jits fixes that yep. we do. Uh, what would they like to see in the future? Lots of members mentioning content with other members. Sometimes same faces, which uh, I kind of get, but it's kind of like the team
1: it's like yeah. uh, but I think it's a good yeah. point and we should we could do better at, we did do a whole series where we had new you know I think yeah. there's new people that have joined have got really interesting stories so sure. we're definitely going to reach out to them and you can see you're going to be seeing a bit more of that so that, that's a good point
0: absolutely uh, and I think I'm not sure where it is down here but there's a one of the parents commented that they would like to see some more of the assistant coaches uh, on the podcast or maybe they don't even know that we have had a lot of our assistant coaches on the podcast already uh, so you can look back through North, North East Jits and take a look at those. But we we do have new assistant coaches as well. So we'll endeavor to try and get those on the them on the podcast. You can learn a bit more about them who have pretty interesting stories too. Someone just mentioned more backstories. So yeah, guests from the academy talking about their progress, yeah. Uh, videos with members. There are some member specific stuff I'm working on. Uh, let's just see how we can get it out. And more member interviews. So, yeah, all yeah. stuff. Well, I'll, I'll tell you out. what
1: then. Here's here's just spitballing here, but here's a great idea. If that was your feedback and you want to appear on the North Legit podcast, send an email, send a text, come grab us in the academy, and you can come and be a guest. We're not going to say no to anyone who wants to share their story. So, if you think you've got a great story and you want to share it or you want to just be on camera and, and have a laugh, have some free coffee or whatever, then send us a line. You can be a guest on the North Legit podcast anytime. Or you could recommend someone that you think is interesting to us in our community. Nice.
0: All right. So, uh, some other just points, like maybe a technique of the week series for Tiny Champions. Maybe we could do it, yeah. Um, I'm not sure how... Just knowing how engaged a lot of the Tiny Champions are in a class when we're in person, I'm not sure how much they would engage with like video content of us doing stuff.
1: I mean, they might. I think we don't do it because, yeah, partly engagement and partly kind of our kids on screens type thing, we don't do that. And also, we don't teach a lot of our Tiny Champions a lot of technique. Our view for Tiny Champions, which is anyone aged three and four, is that actually our role here is to make them fall in love with being active, to fall in love with being on the mats around other people. That's the age, isn't it, scientifically, where in terms of human development, children start to learn how to share. And if they haven't learned how to share and how to play in groups by the age of four, there's statistics to say that they'll almost never be able to do that. So that that if we went technique heavy on these kids, I think we're missing the whole point. Our job there is to get them to work together, get them to be part of groups, get them to be more confident, get them to be active. And so... Could we do some techniques? Yeah, we could. We maybe will, but it's probably—and I don't say this in a negative way—at the bottom of the list of the people that we want to try and give technique to.
0: Yeah, I totally agree and understand. Uh, maybe an Ask Me Anything episode where Mike and T answer member questions regarding jits or life.
1: We did that. That's a great idea. We yeah. did that before. Let's do another one. Then. Yeah, we'll do that.
0: Members receiving belts—we put on Instagram. Uh, we do do that fairly regularly. Um, I'm sure one or two get missed every now and again.
1: Let me just tackle this uh, broader point about images and people getting promoted because there'll be some parents listening to this, I'm sure. I've never been to an academy in the world who take... Unless you may have, I've not seen one in 20-odd years, that take professional-grade photographs of your child or you getting promoted and then send you it so you can keep it forever. That is an added value that we give... To you as a member, it takes lots of time, just like the podcast does, to produce, to collate, to get right. We get hammered by people. Where's my picture of my kid? Where's this? You missed me out. Please give us a break. Like, we're trying to give you that. We could take that away because it's no value to us. We know it's value to you. You know we love it. So please, if your child's not on there, send us a message constructively, give us a shout. We'll definitely, we'll get it for you but we get you get hammered for this. Yeah. And it, it gets to the point where it drags you down, man. And you're like, why are we even doing this? Because if people don't appreciate it, there's no point. And similarly for adults as well, with new belts, we always try and get those photos. We always try and video your speech. It's a big moment, we get it. We give you the belt for free, right? You go to any other academy, you're paying for that belt. So look, we're trying to do what we can. If we sometimes miss it, we apologise, um, but we want to keep it going.
0: So the, moving on to longevity, how likely are you to remain a member in three months' time? Uh, 87% of people pretty much are... Uh, oh, wait, sorry. The, it's, yeah, here we go. 86.3%, uh, I think it was extremely likely it was on the far right side, but which they put. So predominantly
1: Great people. And look, the, we're yeah. going to lose people. Just yeah. to give you a sense of our figures, like we've grown month on month since we started here two years ago, which is phenomenal. But we do have an attrition rate of about three to four percent every single month. So, you know, 10 people a month tend to decide jiu jitsu is not for them or we're not for them or and they go somewhere else. So, and that, that's normal and that's fine. That's a really low number, actually. Um, it was higher than that, and I think the stuff we're trying to do to add more value is helping to keep people on their jiu-jitsu journey and keep people within GBRL. But it's absolutely normal for us to lose people. So t- to hear that, you know, over 80 odd percent are going to be here in three months potentially is, is great news. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so <clears throat> some responses on that longevity piece. Uh, what are your reasons to stay or leave? Child enjoys it and always asks when it's time to go back from the tiny champion. So that's nice. Right. Uh the new timetable is the biggest factor the club now rivals Scramble with the amount of classes. The gym seems like it's constantly improving, so I'm excited for the future.
1: Can I just, just pull up on that point? Yeah. Go and log on to Scramble's website and have a look at their timetable and come back to me and say that we rival them. Please, please do that. I think people throw this stuff out. They haven't even looked at it. Yeah. Go and have a look at any other jiu-jitsu academy in our city and see if they're doing morning classes three times a week. Lunchtime classes every day of the week, live training every lunchtime of the week, classes every night of the week, all Saturday morning. Like, go and have a look. Before you start saying that we're now rivaling Scramble, go and have a look, please, because they're not. And have a look at what those classes are. Mm -hmm. Are they taught classes with instructors or are they open mats? It's very easy to open your academy, turn the lights on and go and have a coffee and let people do what they want. Yeah, That's completely different to putting on a coach class. Um, So please. Go and have a look at any other academy in our city and tell us that we're rivalling them. They're rivalling us.
0: All right. I, uh, comment. I share it with my sons and it has importance in our lives. I wouldn't want to give that up. On the more uh, negative side of things, one of the responses says, classes are good, but it feels a bit corporate compared to other martial arts clubs. I don't like the fact it closes for two weeks twice a year men's and women's often feel like two separate clubs that use the same map because we're always paired up separately uh we put uh we mentioned that we've kind of already addressed a couple of these points in the last feedback form and around like the female and male kind of thing let's a couple extra points there Just, yeah so, well on the
1: corporate side yeah. I, I kind of understand that I think Gracie Barhausen organization organisation is really well organised. And I think that can sometimes be can land on people as feeling a bit more corporate or feeling a little bit more businessy. Um, and it absolutely is, I think. I think that but that organization, I think, pays off. Again, it comes down to a choice. If you would rather train your jiu-jitsu at an academy which is less organised as a word, but you could use um corporate or or whatever you wanted to, to use. Um, because you want the freedom to do more of what you want, absolutely fine. There's plenty of places that do that in the city, go find one, go train there. I think the organisation that we offer is really beneficial. The structure around your training, the curriculum, the progression through GB1, GB2, GB3 now, the Nogi programme, all meshes together in a really well put together way. And in terms of learning, for most people, not for everyone, but for most people, that is the best way to learn. Yes, it's going to feel a little bit more corporate, if you want to use that word. Um, but I think longer term, it's going to pay off in terms of development.
0: Nice, and we can move on. There's another point. There's another
1: point there, sorry, about, just after the corporate bit.
0: Um, the, the,
1: just read that again, please, mate. I want to jump on
0: that. There's one that says, like, business-orientated, but that's a different point we can maybe go yeah, on Yeah, no, to just after
1: second. where it said corporate, there's something else. There, yeah,
0: like. so they don't like the fact it closes... Ah two weeks, twice a year.
1: So let's just jump on that. We've always done that. Um, That is in our terms and conditions and you sign that and when you become a member. It's also on our website, it's on our calendar. The reason we close, for those who aren't aware, we've talked about this a lot. Two reasons. One, we want to give our staff time off and we should be able to do that. Uh, But more importantly, it's, and, and what I mean by that is they don't take time off really for the rest of the year. And the second most important reason is we want to deep clean this place. We want to do, new uh, initiatives, upgrades to the academy, like putting the second mat in, putting the real groom in, Um, and we can't do that when this place is open. We'd have to close at other other points in the year. It's also worth recognising in terms of the value proposition in terms of membership, that there are are a couple, two or three, five-week months a year where you pay the same price. So in October or in May or in January, those are five-week months often, but you still pay for four weeks, you pay for a month. So it actually nets out at around about the same cost split over those 12 months. So you might see it as we're closed and you can't do Jiu Jitsu, but actually when you bring it all into the round, it's, it's the same.
0: Yeah. And I think during the Christmas period, especially like there's usually like a lot of open mats on. I mean, I opened for a Christmas day open mat uh, this this past year. Um, so I think like even during our off periods, there is still like opportunities to, to train. Yeah. Um,
1: Could you excuse me for one moment, T?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I've got to talk about some of the other stuff. So we've got uh, the, to reiterate the stuff from, we we talked about around men's and women's feeling separate. We addressed this in the last podcast quite a lot. So I think even maybe more so now, just kind of thinking about that, I make a concerted effort to pair up uh, more women with more men. But we still go on those same guidelines that we have as coaches where I don't pair you up based on um your gender. That that doesn't have any impact on it. I base you up base you on and Mike does the same, Fruk and Kevin and Frosty and Frosty will all do and Khalil will all do the same. It's based on your size. So I'm gonna try and pair it with the person who's as similarly sized as you. And then also, what's their experience level? Because I want more experienced people to train with the less experienced people. So if you just happen to be a female member that trains in a class with another female member that's exactly kind of your size and you're both fairly experienced or either other end of the experience uh, tree, you'll, uh, you'll likely just get paired up together a lot. Now, if you go to a different class and that member isn't there, you may end up training with a guy because as they're the similar size to you, and the experience levels between you work out well. Maybe I've had it where now because we've had you know late, I've been pairing you know more experienced ladies up with newer guys because there's a small guy that comes into the academy and they're about the same size and stick them together.
1: Yeah, I mean, I <clears throat> I only tend to pair people up in GB1, GB2 and GB3 classes. I actually just say go find a partner. Same, yeah. So. And it's for a reason, like you said. It's about us trying to make it as safe and as enjoyable and productive as possible. Sorry I had to run off there, mate. This happens when you're my age, when you have two coffees before a podcast.
0: So uh, the last point on this longevity stuff. Uh, extremely business-orientated instead of service oriented. Hard to contact the right people. I think we just we um, talked about that earlier. Uh, lack of personal and individual considerations. Money seems to be the priority instead of people.
1: Okay. How do we tackle this? Well, first of all, we can't apologise for being a business, nor should we. You know, we want this place to be open in two years' time, right, or five years' time, so it has to be profitable, it has to be a business. We have to make this distinction, I think, between a business and a non-profit slash charity. I think that the, we've dug our own grave here, mate, really, because we are so people-oriented. Now, part of that point is that we're not people-oriented. I'd argue that we absolutely are people-oriented. Um, if you and I'll say, I'll say this now, I think it's worth saying, this is an anonymous form. we will come on to what we're gonna do in the future about this because what that does is it opens the door for people just to slag us off, which is fine. If you've got something like that to say and you're really concerned about it, come and approach one of the team. You know, I can tell you 100% hand on heart, it'll be met with open arms and we wanna speak to you about it and understand what, what that issue is. I think if anyone accuses us of being non-people oriented, they've missed the whole point. Uh, and I want to understand why that is. On the business slash service side, we are a business and we offer a service and you pay for that service. That is normal life. We are not a charity, but we've we've focused so much on doing good, community first, community first, community first. I think that sometimes can kind of miss with people. Mm-hmm. And then they forget that these people have to be paid and they have to put food on the table for the children. And they have to you know, employ staff and they have to keep the lights on and pay the heating and all the bills are going up and your membership's still not going up, by the way. So our margins are going down, but we are a business and that is a good thing. You want us to be a business, right? You yeah. want us to stand in this community in LSA and <clears throat> help the wider community. And the better we do, we don't, get, we don't get paid more. I get paid, look, well, I won't even go there. I was gonna say less than someone in Tesco's, in fact, there's no need to say that. I just did. But like Roundesians, for instance, like we're in talks with them now about being their first team sponsor for next season. Like putting the shirts on the backs of people who live in our community to go and play rugby and inspire their own children and the rest of it. That's what we should be doing. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to be doing. Putting on events for people, you know, subsidising seminars in the future where we can bring in big names and we can still make it affordable for people. I'd love to even one day maybe bring in a huge name. I'll say Roger Grady. And give it away free. I'd love to be able to do that. We can't do that if we're not profitable because we'll just close down.
0: Yeah. And, and to, some, to some extent, like the businessy side of stuff is what makes us particularly great. That the professionalism. In our opinion. Yeah. Like <laughs> the professionalism that we do, like, oh, all your coaches are fully DBS checked. Everyone goes through the ICP. Oh, you, the cleaners come in every day. You're insured. Uh, You've got either the best insurance. Oh, uh, you got not not only uh, me and Mike to talk to you. You got uh, soaps, Nicola, way on the membership Jeff. side of the thing. Um, all these things like uh, the stuff that we do because we want to be kind of the best service providers of what we do. You now we could easily just have me and you here rock people up for trial classes and just teach just teach jiu jitsu, but that's not what we're about. So. Um, I think the professionalism, I almost don't see it as a negative comment, to be honest. Like, uh, like just because we, the business side of things goes along with the professionalism and the high standards that we set for ourselves and-, mm. and, and
1: I had a conversation with uh, Professor Lewis from uh, GB Harrogate the other day. We were just talking about non-profits because a number of Jiu-Jitsu academies have changed the business structure to become nonprofits, profits In some ways to get around VAT because we we pay the, we pay more per year in VAT than I spent on my first house. So a lot of money on, on VAT, which is fine, right? This is what you do. But I think there's a strength to be in a commercial business. Um, like you say, To we can invest back more into the business. And um, so we're not going to apologize for it. I just think for anyone who thinks that we should be a service, it should be free cost of entry for what we offer. Where else do you get that in life?
0: Yeah, um, and we've already earlier talked about trying to contact the right people. And then, yeah, the, when we've mentioned about people not being a priority, just, I just don't believe it to be true.
1: I mean, again, on that, if yeah. you honestly believe or feel, you no, know, if you honestly feel like you're not a priority to us, come and speak to us because we've missed it. And if we've missed it, we want to address it. Um and if we still don't feel like we care about you, then and this is this is not a veiled threat, but I, I genuinely mean it because I think genuinely I want people to have the best experience. There's other places to train. So like, don't stay here and be unhappy. Yeah. Go find somewhere else to train.
0: Yeah. And, and we're not gonna be for everyone. Like. No. Um one of, that's one of the best things about Jiu Jitsu, I think, is like, you can come to a Gracie Barra school and we're, like, very much on that, like... We're disciplined, but that kind of gives you some freedoms as well because of the we set a lot of things out for you, which lets you just focus on your, just the jiu-jitsu. Um, and those are the places where it's, like, happy-go-lucky, kind of like you rock up whenever, and, and that's cool. It's like horses for courses, isn't it? Mm. Um, Is it
1: worth stating for people who haven't heard this before as well, one of the benefits about being a member of Gracie Baha School more broadly is that you can train anywhere in the world. So 1,000 schools worldwide. You can go take your gear on holiday, take your gear on your next business trip. We've got visitors cards in the office. You can take one. Just get in contact with the head instructor there or the program director and go train. So You might be a member of a smaller, more, less organized, potentially, um, jiu-jitsu academy in Leeds. There's not going to be another one in another city. So, depends what you want, doesn't it?
0: So, moving on to like, the last kind of additional comments piece. Uh, not sure how much we are saying about this, but first one is, was wondering if we could get any GBRL specific clothing. Were you saying, wait out on that? Or?
1: No, well, let's just, so look, as part of the recognition and the value add, we may as well just announce it now. So, what we did with the kids was we created badges for them. Um, that we wanted to be able to present them for um, living our values and our words of the week. For adults, we wanted to do something different. And this has been a work in progress for almost a year. It sometimes takes that amount of time to get this stuff done. But we're going to be putting something together to recognise, not just from a promotional point of view, promotions point of view uh, and and, um, on the map, but just being a member of the community for a certain amount of time and staying in your jiu-jitsu journey for a certain amount of time. So we're going to be rewarding people who've been a member here for a year and rewarding people who've been for a member for two or more years. Part of that recognition for those who've been here for a long time may well be a GBRL-specific GBWare made T-shirt that has been hard and very (laughs) expensive to create, Um, ridiculous money really but I think it's worth it
0: yeah
1: and we might have a few bits to sell as well
0: so uh, this is from a tiny champion possibility to meet coaches because I think we already addressed this a little bit possibility to meet coaches because we know nothing about them uh, vice versa and informal meet and greet would be good I'm not sure if that's particularly necessary I think more of the video content with them and there's also the summer gathering winter gathering picnic in the park um, all of the social events that when we do the fireworks night all these kind of opportunities for like social events that are available to the kids and the adults. Mm. A lot of our coaches are actually just the parents of the kids that are already in your classes. Uh, so not sure if a meet and greet is maybe fully necessary, but we do multiple events per year where you can essentially meet the coaches.
1: Yeah, well, that's a great point. So I think that the, if you want to meet your coaches, I think it's a brilliant thing. And on a Saturday, you probably feel like you don't have the time, right? Like, because yeah. you, you, there's another class coming. So the summer and winter gathering I think it's going to be the 22nd of July, date for your diary, is the summer gathering. Uh, we always have two age groups together and then a period of time after half an hour to grab some cake. That is your time to speak to the coaches. Like twice a year, you've got a block of time there to grab a piece of cake with them, asking their name. Those coaches will be speaking to you anyway. They'll be circulating around saying hello. So you've got twice a year an opportunity to bump into those. If it's someone you want to speak to, then um, you can do it then.
0: Absolutely. Uh this is a strange one, wondering if there's any plans to expand changing areas, changing rooms, etc. as Academy numbers are much higher now when I started, I would say the Academy numbers have fairly stayed fairly consistent. We kind of like peaked and then it's kind of like not plateaued, but kind of just very gradually increases, but um, well, there's no really plans to expand. There's not really space to expand into, to be honest, and to be honest. Um, rather than expanding the facilities, the best option is actually just to diversify the classes, which we've just done. So, like, there's more class options, but the members are around the same. So, unless people are just doing more training, which is great, a lot of the members will spread out and it will feel like there's more space in the changing rooms and stuff. And that being said, the changing rooms we have here are uh, far, far above and beyond what you might expect at um, uh, other training establishments
1: yeah we keep saying that don't we and we we can we can only say that because we have trained elsewhere i think some of some of the comments that we we hear on this feedback these feedbacks which are fantastic yeah but that this is not a criticism but the front members have never trained you anywhere else Mm -hmm. and we're not david lloyd you know we're, we're not able to create that kind of environment just because of how it's structured and, and then the member numbers know David Lloyd's got nine and a half thousand members we've got 433 so we're not on that scale nor are we JD or anyone like that I think for what we can offer this is as probably as good as it can get um again go train Gracie Bar Harrogate go train at Gracie Bar Horsforth go train at Scramble go train at Senshi go and have a look at those facilities and then come back and tell us what you think I mean we've upgraded the female changing rooms this year to include a hairdryer we We've making sure we've got sanitary products available the whole time. Um, we've got the neon sign in there and the green wall to make it like world-class in terms of the way it looks. And the size for females, that's a pretty good size for, a, a very good size for a female changing room. The gents, it can get a bit tight on busy classes. I get that. Um, the only other option, we, we were hopefully looking at, well, we got offered downstairs before it became the olive branch. and we, but we were gonna do something different there as a cafe bar type thing, but I was also, trying to look at expanding out the Jiu-Jitsu Academy. Unfortunately for us, it came at a time when we couldn't afford it. Um, It would have over doubled our overheads and we just couldn't do it. I think if we could grow our membership even further, we'd have some options there. But again, I think positionally where we are, the parking, the street, it's a phenomenal location. So to find this scale, 3,000 square foot, it's gonna be very difficult. We could move out to an industrial unit somewhere. But then we get loads of complaints about people freezing to death in the winter. So I think it's probably as good as it gets, man.
0: I feel like this is one we've kind of addressed before as well, but it feels like there's a divide between rankings, white and blue belts in classes. I've seen where blue belts have been told to pair up with a white belt, which I think is extremely helpful, as they can impart their knowledge and prove on those little components that might have been missed.
1: Yep, and you'll have seen us doing that. We continuously do that. I think there are times when for whatever reason, maybe we miss it or it just doesn't happen that um, people don't pair up. I specifically said last week, blue belts go find a white belt to train with. I think naturally as well, the blue belts have been here the longest, so they've made the deepest friendships. So when they come to train, they're probably going to want to train with a mate rather than someone they don't know. And we just need to encourage them to, to be a bit more open about that. I'd also encourage new members, whilst I appreciate it's more difficult for you, have the courage to go over and say hello to a blue belt or someone who's been here for a long time. Um, So there's stuff you guys can do to make that happen. We need to keep encouraging it. We will do that. It's a great point. But you made a really good point before. Do you want to explain that?
0: Yeah, I think because of the length of time that we've been open and kind of the way membership kind of surged here, that there's there's either blue belts or they're now white belts with the exception of Mike and Martin. And because it's almost like that zimbardo like prison experiment Whatever you are like dressed as you've kind of you become two separate groups kind of naturally but once the academy's been open for a few more years we're gonna have a, a rainbow of colors <laughs> you know brown belts uh, purple belts blue belts white belts and i don't think it'll feel as much even, even if it, everything actually stayed as it is now it wouldn't even necessarily feel as much there's a divide between a two-class system uh because there'll be more classes you your classes. And then um, they'll see, oh, well, that brown belt's talking to the white belt and the purple belt's talking to the blue belt and the blue belt's talking to this guy. So it won't seem like, oh, the blue belts and the and the white belts, I think. I think that's just a maybe a, a problem of perception around where the academy is right yeah, now.
1: Yeah, but if people are feeling like, um, and I'm guessing it's it's someone who's a white belt who's feeling, or new on their journey, who's feeling like they can't engage in that group, um, Absolutely we're on it and it's a great point and we will make sure that we encourage um, and if necessary enforce that people are training together as a collective. It's uh, definitely not a two-tier system. Well, yeah absolutely not.
0: So a few quick ones on our side now I like how coach team makes an effort to remember everyone by name. Um, there are hundreds of members knowing each name. It's a really nice touch da, 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 da. So, yeah thank you for that It's a nice comment. Uh, really appreciate the additional, uh, the addition to the new timetable. Nice comment. I requested an extra weekday nogi and now I've put it on. So they've said that. Someone said they don't mind helping clean the mats, but it feels like this has become highly pressured to the extent where I feel like I'm sneaking off uh, when I don't do it and can make me feel highly uncomfortable.
1: Okay. Okay. Um- I'd ask why you feel highly pressured and whether or not anyone's made you or pressured you to do it. I don't think anyone's pressured you to do it. I don't think we say you must clean the mats. I don't think I've ever said that to anybody. No. I think it's part of the community spirit, cleaning the mats. It's everyone mocks in. Um, probably the person who cleans the mats least in this academy is me. Um, but even I was seen sweeping the mats last week. Um, so I think, you know, the great academies that I've trained at the members clean their mats. And it's all about, you know, the, the words we use when we describe this place, we describe it as your academy. We want you to be proud of it. We want you, to, you know, to be conscious of the fact that you're leaving the space in the best place possible for your training partners coming in at the lunchtime class or in the evening. So you absolutely don't need to clean the mats if you don't want. Um, no one's going to feel bad of you. Um, I would encourage you to do it as part of um, just being that community. But of course, we need to get back to work Uh, And that's absolutely fine. I'd suggest perhaps on that specific point that you feel perhaps a bit of internal guilt that you're not. Mm -hmm. Um, That's how it comes across to me. But if you feel pressured, there is no pressure. You can clean the mats if you've got time. If you haven't got time, don't.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'd love to see some coaching on an introduction, maybe into live rolling for newer people. The positional sparring at the end of class is always quite frantic and a hundred percent effort, which is usually fine for two minutes. But I find newer people, I but I find newer people taking this energy into live rolling.
1: Yeah, that that's inevitable. We're 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 always saying that, aren't we? That mm-hmm. eight out of ten maximum effort. We're always setting the tone at the beginning of the class. We always do this. Certainly, I do. do if you do. Yeah. This is what we expect. Look after each other. Train at the belt level that you're at. And, you know, learn, see your skill development, not the world championships. But unfortunately, when you don't have a body of experience on the mat to utilize, the things that you have got to utilize are your strength, your power, your intensity. And we tend to see that stuff rise to the fore with less experienced members. So we can tell you all we want about paring it down. It's kind of up to you. And one thing you can do, if you're rolling with someone and you feel is too intense, you can just say, whoa, stop. This yeah. is too intense for me, man. Cool it, let's chill out, or I'll find someone else to train with. You can say that for sure. And if they don't listen, and they're bullying you on the mat, you come and tell me, or come tell our team, we'll deal with it. No problem.
0: Yeah, 100% agree. Um, <clears throat> something that, you know, one way we could deal with that, but it's not to say what I think, I was surprised to find even a jiu-jitsu maverick like Tom De Blas makes his students wait till they're at least two stripes. Yeah. Uh, till they can start rolling. Um, obviously, Gracie Baja standards, the three stripes. But we are confident that we can kind of know you as a person and feel confident that within about the time we give you that first stripe that we will trust you. And I, that for me, when I'm giving a first stripe, that's kind of what it's a lot based on. Yeah, Is like, a person. Do I have the trust in this person to allow them to spar with my friend and know that my friend will be safe?
1: Yeah, so... <sighs> there, are, there are, Well, i 'll go on for a slight slight sidestep here there are a couple of things that we do in our academy which are against the rules of Gracie Barra. one of them is live training you 're supposed to be a three strike white belt. if you go to anywhere else you go to Harrogate you go to you have to be a three strike white belt to do live training we bring that right down to one strike and that's a risk we take um and I hope it's a good risk because it gives the majority of people a chance to experience live training early um Okay, for time. Yep. The second point is and we're going to jump onto Rio Guards here, right? Now, we support Rio because it's a phenomenal charity which does amazing good. It's paid for the memberships of some of our students in the past who've been um, serving our ex-military people suffering with mental health challenges and we're ongoing with that program. Um, Gracie Baja have a quite a strict uniform policy which we support and we get and we absolutely are behind that because we believe that creates equality on the mat. We break those rules to allow you, if you want, to wear a Rio grass guard when you're training jiu-jitsu. I, I'm not liked in the Gracie Bar community sometimes for that, but it's a risk that I'm prepared to wear because I think it's good for you guys. I've said before, and one of the comments in this said it was confusing, but I've said before... That in my personal opinion, given there are generic Rio grass Guards and there are Rio grass Guards which celebrate specific communities, firefighters, police officers, Royal Marines, whatever. If you have got a genuine tie to that unit or you really strongly support that unit, wear that kit. So if you're a firefighter like Toby is, wear your real Grande guard with pride. The firefighters one. If your father or your brother or you just really love that service, go do it. If you don't you might decide that a generic rash guard is better for you that's just my personal view like that's the way i would do it um but that's up to you you can wear whatever you want but that's just my guidance really um the only person who wears something that they're not kind of connected to is tom braun and he wears my old reorg royal marines rash guard the reason he wears that rash guard if anyone's seen him wearing it occasionally is because he came to class one day and on the way back, his cat had been run over and killed two streets down from here. And on the back of that rash guard, there's a panther on it. So I gave him that rash guard personally to say, I'm sorry about your cat. And he wears it. That's okay. Mm-hmm. We can go one or two ways with RioG. We can either say, no more real rash guards. No more Rio kit. That's it. Uniform policy. And that is clear. We want to give you the opportunity to wear it and to express it and to support that charity. So please... Give us the benefit of the doubt if you're confused by it. It's meant to be a positive thing. If you're unsure about when you can wear it, here are the rules you can wear it for any class other than a seminar. My advice is that you buy something from Riyog that is aligned to something that you've either done or support, because there are many generic ones, you can buy them as well. Um, and I think that's kind of it. But where possible, we encourage you to wear the Gracie Bar uniform with the ranked Rash Guard. Nice
0: that was going to be the next point anyway so that covers that um, the last thing a couple of mentions about the workshops that I'm running some people are upset that I run a like a no refund policy on it uh, and the fact that we're uh, I was doing them and doing them anyway which might have been the the communication around it so I've always run someone's used like private classes yeah. Uh, Now I just don't do, I don't, well, I still have some legacy ones that I'm working through to finish like blocks out, but um, I don't offer any new people private training. So as a way to continue like giving people the option to learn from from me if they like, I wanted to run some group private training and uh, I wanted to price it much cheaper uh, than because it's a group like than if uh, you're doing one-to-one. So if you did previously, if you did a one-to-one uh, session with me for one hour, it would cost you like 50 quid. All the workshops I've done until the one I ran yesterday have been 45 pounds for like three hours. Uh, now it's 60 pounds, but it's a smaller group. Uh, so it's I don't feel it's really, someone said it's like making a two-tier system within the academy where it's like, oh, there's the people who get to learn from Coach T and then there's people uh, that, that don't, uh, so. There's always been people that have wanted to take on private training and people that that don't want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always get really nice feedback from the people that do do it in the groups that I make, and I upload all the videos to a drive. They're like, "Oh, it's really good and it's really helped my, my game." So I'm not going to apologise for that. I think that's just a fairly normal part of running. In terms of no refund stuff, I think that's just a normal, quite thing to do. I've had it where I had it actually uh, yesterday where people um, book on. I've kind of. I'm at an acceptable number so I just stop, stop talking about the workshop and then people just don't show up and I'm like oh I expected X amount of people here and there's now there's only a few people here it's like I would have if I knew people weren't going to show up then I would have made more of an effort into filling these places
1: yeah we had the a recent seminar didn't we where uh, Dan Strauss seminar where a lot of people said they were going to come we don't charge in advance Yeah, and we don't have a like a refund thing and loads of people dropped out and those seminars they have a threshold price point and if we don't meet it we lose money right like we can't do that we just won't bring people in we're not not here to lose money again back to our business point of view so in terms of no refund that's normal that's normal business if you signed up for any event online the vast majority would have certainly some kind of time framed refund thing um, just to make sure you commit to it
0: yeah and you know you could if I do manage which is rare to actually get the invoices out before the class you could could just pay it the day before if you were unsure like if you really want to do it like that um, and even if you did miss it, like I say, look, no problem, just have the next one for free. So, like, if you're getting upset about that, I feel like I have tried my best to give people the best
1: options. Um, and yeah, so. In terms of the two tiered system, yeah. uh, that's not right. I mean, you know, you, you get, when you go to the supermarket, you can choose to buy as the extra special, or you can buy as the smart price. Like, there's got to be, there's always going to be a tiered system in anything that you do. You can pay for the unlimited option at David Lloyd or the basic option. You can pay for the best steak in the restaurant or just a starter. Like, you know, there's always choice. And all this is this choice. No one's mandating that you've got to come. It's like, these things are available, same as the seminars. There are additional costs. I understand though that... um, and again, this is just where my kind of... And this will do us no favours to so I'll just say it. But I think, you know, I'd love to get to the point where we could be confident around seminar numbers and we could offer free places. Like, I'd love that. Yeah. But at the moment, we can't do that. You know, same for your workshops. I think you'd love to get to a point where, and I'm, I'm going to do you out of um, some cashier, mate, but where they were so well-filled and regular that you could say, right, we're going to offer two free places for... Uh, let's do a competition. Or let's yeah. give out some people who, who can't afford.
0: I did that. Like, for the people who just committed to do two in a row, I was like, just have the next one for free. Thanks there for the you spot. Go. You know?
1: There you go. But for people, perhaps, who can't afford that next level, yeah. they're going to do it. Um, well, here, look, here. I'm going to say this right now. If you want to come to a seminar, really bad. It's Dan Strauss. It's Victor Steamer, who we're hopefully going to get back over my professor in a couple of months' time. And you can't afford it, but you desperately want to come come and speak to me. Come and speak to me and I'll find a way for you to come to that seminar. So I can't say, we can't say further than that. Hopefully that just demystifies yeah, all that.
0: Same for the workshops. Like same yeah, for the workshops. Yeah. You
1: desperately want to come. Yeah. You just, money's the barrier to entry. You can't afford it. Come speak to us personally. We'll always find a way to help you out. Similarly on the Reorg thing as well, just to backtrack slightly. If you've bought Reorg kit and you don't feel like you can wear it anymore, I'll fuck, I'll refund you for it. I'm I'm not bothered. I'll refund, I'll give you the money out of my own pocket. I don't want anyone to feel bad about anything. That's the opposite of what we do. Please understand we're a business, but we're here to be customer-facing. Um, I'm going to jump onto the, probably the last point, mate, uh, about how we're going to do this moving forward. What we've found with these um, feedback forms, whilst they're phenomenal in terms of giving us a gauge of... Um, customer wellness and happiness which is what we do it for and to find ways that we can improve and continuously try and evolve and become the best service provider possible whilst remaining a profitable business we're finding that it's becoming increasingly common for us to get i might use the word vicious um personal attacks it's an it's an anonymous form Um, it's anonymous because we want to encourage people to give us feedback but there are a very small number, not yet insignificant number of people who view it as an opportunity to troll us. And now some people listening to this will be shocked to hear that. And if I, if we told you the comments, you'd be even more shocked and upset by them. I mean, they're upsetting, right? They upset you this week. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, and unfair and uncalled for. We're not going to make it anonymous going forward because I think if you've got genuine constructive feedback, you'll be happy to put your Google account name to it. Um, what we can't have is members seeing it as an opportunity to slag us off personally um, for our, the way we love our lives or um, our character or anything like that. That's not what we're here to do. So and nor, nor do I want my staff to be coming into the academy in tears because you know they've read something really upsetting about them. So I think two things, probably gonna make it a twice a year thing. Um, so before the summer gathering and before the winter gathering, give us a chance to collect the feedback over the summer and winter and replay it. I don't think every quarter is necessary now.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, certainly the engagement figures are telling us that. So we'll move to a twice a year thing, summer and winter, and then we're gonna make it so that you have to log in with your Google account to give us the feedback. Still give us the feedback. This is nothing personal. We'll always be constructive about it and we value it and we welcome it, but we absolutely can't tolerate. And if, if we found out who it was, you'd be asked to leave this academy. It was so ruthlessly vicious and personal. Um, it's just uncalled for. And for anyone listening who's written feedback in that tone, go train somewhere else. Don't keep giving me £89 a month, giving us £89 a month and then slagging us off personally. If you really don't enjoy it, go train somewhere else. I'd rather you did. And um, I'm sure you will.
0: All right. So uh, thanks for everyone that uh, did... Uh, give the time to do the feedback I know a lot of the times like Tom Broughton mentioned like he's just got the same kind of thing to say as, as before and it's just nice things so he's like I'll just leave it yeah. um, but I appreciate those that do make the effort to, to leave the feedback and I hope that we've addressed a lot of those points alongside this podcast you can find uh, ways kind of transcript or breakdown of a summary of the uh, things we've talked about and um the takeaways, and that's about
1: it. Yeah, thank you for doing it. I hope you... I hope it's valuable, and I hope that it continues to make sure that we can give you the best possible service, and I hope it's social proof of our commitment to you guys in terms of what we're trying to do here. Um, One of the points... I have to say this before we go. One of the points was that... (laughs) People don't want to come here to be a better person. They want to come here to just do jiu You're in the wrong spot, mate. You're in the wrong spot. We're not going to apologise, nor are we ever going to change from being a community-first business. Jiu-Jitsu is a phenomenal tool that we use, but we're all about developing and helping people and specifically helping people in this community um, through the initiatives that we do, which we haven't got time to go because there's so many, um, which probably you never hear about. But yeah. I think, look... It's really worthwhile. We really value it. We value each and every one of our members and keep Jiu-Jitsu because it's magic. Absolutely. Um, and thank you to you, man, for all the hard work you do, putting this stuff together, doing the podcasts, producing them, all the stuff that you do in the academy. It's not lost on me that, you know, this place will not be the same without you. Thanks, Professor.
0: Okay, team, until next time. Us.